Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Angeline is with us on the line today. Angeline, why did you get in touch? Well, my mother had pneumonia there recently. She's 95 and uh, due to um, getting a wee bit of respite care, she went into a nursing home for a couple of weeks. Um, and we had been, you know, visiting her every evening and that. But I live 150 miles away. So when I got down, I just noticed that there were men taking, there's three ladies in the ward, um, taking them to the bathroom. And one of one or two of the men also had said to me, we showered her this morning and, you know, she's doing okay or she's weak or whatever it was. And I just, you know, wondered how come men were working with my mother? Why was it not females? Because I, I do myself work in care and I know that the men that I work with would not work with women uh, simply because they would be leaving themselves open to allegations or um, it just wouldn't be comfortable for them. And sorry, when you say working working with them, Angeline, what do you mean, sorry? In a- I mean, sorry, yeah, I should be more clear. I don't mean just normal working with them or interacting with them, but intimate care with them. So this is washing, bathing? Washing, bathing, toileting, um, assisting to the toilet, um, use, putting on their incontinence wear, taking off their incontinence wear, cleaning them, you know, that type of thing, uh, which is very personal, particularly to, I think, the elderly because... It, it would have been, you know, what I, I know when I was growing up anyway, it was it would have been a very private thing and you would be make you know, I wouldn't be walking around the house with brothers and my father around in my underwear or anything like that. You would be covered up. Um, it would be really important that you were private. You know, you're, you're, when you were going to the bathroom and going to the toilet, you definitely um, wouldn't have any men present or even if you were out in the farm or picnics or that, you know, if you were going to the toilet, you definitely wouldn't be going where there'd be men around. So I just think from my mother, mother's point of view, um, that she certainly wouldn't want males working with her with intimate care or bathing. Is this in a residential setting Seven, or a yes. hospital? That No, it's in a residential, it's a residential setting. Now, a hospital setting. would be kind of different because I know there's acute and there's emergencies and you wouldn't care who was working with you as long as your life was being saved or you know your that type of thing it's it's a different setting this is this is a residential setting where you know it's kind of um slower pace and they just need an awful lot of care and support so this is your mum who's living in a residential setting basically temporarily yeah temporarily yeah. and and you and you've noticed that um some of the care assistants that are obviously helping and and working with your mum are male and you you feel your mum wouldn't be comfortable with the fact that uh, obviously yeah. the care assistants are are bathing her and and, and washing her and and has your mum expressed this angeline you know, my mum is kind of, she's just recovering from pneumonia and she's very weak and she's not really able to express it at the moment. Um, and, you know, she's she's just very tired and weak and she hasn't expressed it, but I'm I'm really her advocate and so are my sisters. You know, my sisters be a wee bit different. They're like, they thought this was, 
the norm. They kind of thought this was the norm and this is the way it is and this is the way it has to be. Whereas I'm like questioning, um, is it the way it has to be? You know, is it really? It, I don't know. There's there was plenty of females there as well. And I, I wouldn't even object too much to a female and a male together, working together. But I just think two males together, you know, in, in light of the MLA report, I just feel, you know, we need to we need to really stand for our elderly in a in a way that we have to you know be their voice if they're if they're not able to voice their own opinions you know the the two ladies that were in with my mom had alzheimer's they weren't able to voice their opinions they didn't know where they were um and they really didn't know who was working with them but they were they were beautiful ladies mm. No, I, 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 like, I, 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 I take your point. I, I'm just, I'm thinking, I suppose, of carers today, and and any, you know, any carers that I've ever had experience with, with family members before, and and you know, and they're nothing but, um, true professionals, you know, in 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 what they do, and I, 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 I take the, I hear your question, and that's should where we have, I suppose, female care assistants there or available. Um, do females not work with females and males males? But I suppose in in a hospital setting, that's that's not the case. And, and you know, we're talking about people, I suppose, that are are professionals at what they do. They're professionals and they're trained. Um, definitely, in, in the case of doctors and nurses, in um, in care staff, there is certainly training uh, done and. I'm not. I'm not suggesting for a moment that these men are doing anything that they no, shouldn't be doing. No, but no, I'm just, no. from my mum's point of view, knowing yeah. my mum from when she was able to speak for herself, yeah. and even myself. You know, if I was in hospital and I was recovering, say I was able to do so much. You know, if I was recovering from an operation or something like that, I would be very uncomfortable if a ma- if a male care staff came in uh, to take me to the toilet, for example. And wait while I, you know, because if I was going to fall off, obviously they have to wait. They can't just close the door and let you do your business and then help you get up again. They have to be there at all times. And I would just find that very uncomfortable. So now... It's about your mum's dignity, really, then. It's all about their their dignity and their... It's just about respect and dignity and um, real care for what they would want if they were able to express it. Themselves. Out of curiosity, Angeline, did did you did you talk to um, anybody in management? I mean, I, I don't know what the the protocol normally is. Is it down to perhaps availability of carers or carers assigned to certain wards? Is it a is it to do with a shortage? I, I don't know how it works. Is did you get it? Like, were you able to chat to anybody in in, in management about? I it? spoke to one of the carers, uh, one of the male carers, and I asked him, and they they said they work with one and one one lady and one um, one male staff and one female staff. Um, but what, I, what he said and what I saw were two different things. Because I saw males taking the lady in on their own. Um, and that's why I was just, you know, wondering, mm-hmm. was it not protocol or was is it not policy or is it that it's meant to be and it's not being done? Or, you know, what what is the 
you know, what's the general consensus or yeah. what do people think? You know, oh, exactly. you know, if it was their family yeah. or their fam- father or mother or sister or, um, you know, what would they think if this is what the procedure was? Um, or do they just assume that it's not, you know, that it's females that are working with females or... Would they be shocked if they knew, or is maybe it's me that's just overreacting because I am, you know, just <laughs> sensitive to that. No, well, uh, you're 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 going through it at the moment. I mean, it's, it's yeah, your exactly. lived experience. And, and I am so. sensitive, and I'm emotional around my mum. Yeah. How is she actually when you? She's um she's she's recovering from pneumonia, and she's 95, so she's okay. weak. Yeah. She's weak and, you know, we'd love to have her home to look after her at home, but that's not possible at the moment. Um, and it was, you know, I suppose the 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 report, the Emily report came out in the middle of all this and I was like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, I suppose that in the middle of it um, just kind of had me think, well, you know, would that not have made a difference if females worked with males? Um, and then... Could have been avoided. But no, I take your I take I take your point. Uh, look, I I I um, yeah, I, I'm interested. I suppose in in what how people feel about this today. It's eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number. Angelina, listen, thank you for for uh, getting in touch with us today on the show. My pleasure. Thank you, Andrea. Yeah, we'll come to some of the, the, the messages from, from other listeners in a moment as well. But Stefan has got in touch. Stefan, you're a male nurse. You've been listening to um to Angeline there. Um. What's your view? How are you? Very well, thanks. How are you? Good. What's your view on on, on Angeline's uh, point there? Well, yeah, just with with my background, I'm a trained and registered adult pediatric nurse and have been so since 2014. I do understand Angelique's point and, you know, obviously the MLA report coming out in the middle of all this is obviously triggering. But at the same time, I mean, in terms of human resources and hiring with the HSC, everyone is guarded vetted. Everyone is trained. Everyone is registered. So there is that protection. And I do understand your, your caller's kind of um, anxiety around it. But at the same time, I was a male nurse and for most of my career worked on a female ward um, assisting stroke patients. And very, very rarely would I be declined, you know, assisting a patient if they asked for it. Obviously, I would ask, are you okay with me doing such and such? Do you want me to give you a wash? And if the patient, obviously, there's a capacity issue with your caller's um, mother but at the same time you know there is the offer and the consideration before anything is taking place so i think just the blanket stance that men shouldn't work with women life isn't that like that it doesn't mm. work that way and there are different people from different backgrounds all working in the same area there is patient-centered care and there's always the consideration taken towards you know sexual sensitivity or washing etc cetera, etc cetera. if a patient said no i prefer a woman to do it I would obviously oblige, but the, the offer is there, first and foremost. So I just think, and while I understand and I'm you know, compassionate towards your last caller, mm. I, I don't think that a blanket stance like that is very healthy. Well, sure, I suppose, I mean, like, you know, if, if ever if you go to a gynaecologist, you could have a male or female gynaecologist. You exactly. go into, you deal with any exactly. nurse, could be male or female. Uh, you go into... Exactly, um, there's always dignity and respect at yeah. the core of anything that we're doing. Like, I did a university degree to get my job, and everything is patient-centred, everything's with respect and dignity, and it's always the patient's wishes. Now, where there's an issue of capacity, well, then it will go to the next of kin or the primary caregiver, and everything is confirmed before anything is done. 
So, you know, I just, I, while I understand your caller's position and especially given her situation and with the report coming out, I just think slightly overreacting with all due respect. Mm. So do you know how, I mean, I, I don't know how it works in, in residential settings. I've had some experience over the mm-hmm. years with family members, but sure, I would just have assumed that, I mean, once people are there qualified, as you say, in certain um, jobs or, or jobs or positions, you might have guard the betting approval. You've a male the interview. registration gives them the yeah. same access and the same responsibility as the females. That it's um, it's irrelevant what the sex of the care is. It's irrelevant unless either the patient or if there's a capacity issue, the primary caregiver yeah. makes a blanket statement saying, look, this is how I want things done as possible. That's obviously respected. But now in my experience, I have to say the majority of the time, my patients had capacity to make a decision for their own care. Sometimes not. And sometimes I would go to a family member saying, look, do you mind? I understand that your mother wants to use the toilet or needs a wash. Do you mind if I go in and help? And 99% of the time, it's absolutely no problem. They see my nursing scrubs. They see my, my ID badge, my name. End of story. Mm. I've had uh, experience with um, carers before with a family member and, uh, you know, nothing but, you know, utmost respect for the job they do and true Real professionals. Not, you know, and I, I know that that's, down on you, you'd have your manager down yeah. on you, there'd be a report, there'd be an incident report. It's a highly regulated area. Yeah. I know that's not what Angeline was suggesting at all. I suppose she was just asking the asking the question. Um but but in your experience, Steph, and then that there, you know, there is, I suppose, a conversation that's had and, and and maybe it is different then, is there, when there isn't capacity to advocate for yourself? 100%. You have to understand as well, if a patient comes into a residential or an acute setting that has a lack of capacity, there's always a primary caregiver present where standards and expectations can be set out. And I mean, if the, if the primary caregiver, like Angelique, for example, said, I absolutely do not want a male working with my mother, that would be respected. It's no problem. But in most residential settings, that would actually, that would be adhered 100%. To. There's a lot of conversation and planning that goes into putting someone into residential care. And that's usually with the primary caregiver, usually a child, sometimes a spouse. But there's, there's strict you know, rules set in place and expectations and how the patient wants to be cared for. Is it a conversation that happens regularly, Stefan, in your experience? In my experience, yes. Um, pre, pre-admission or even during admission, I mean, there's always family members around. And before going in, especially with a patient with a lack of capacity, you're going to explain what you're about to do or what you intend doing. Um, are, are there any problems or would you like it done a different way? So it happens and it's a, it's, it is a conversation that takes place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Texture here has got in touch um, to say I completely agree with that lady. There should be a right to choose. Um, there should be a right 100%. to choose same sex, not same gender, intimate care for both men and women. Both women's and men's dignity are important and should be respected. When I get older, I, I don't want a man not related to me giving me uh, intimate care, according to Sinead. Another listener, I'd be mortified if I had a man um, that was caring or washing for me if I was elderly. 
Uh, it's about respect and dignity. Um, Colin has got in touch to say, I'm a care worker for 20 years now and I've always done personal care on women and men. And when female care workers do personal care on men and women, it's not about the sex of a staff member. It's about the qualification. Men also deliver babies. Um, I know that lady doesn't mean it, but I think it's extremely sexist, uh, by the way. I, I would agree. And I, I would agree that she doesn't mean it. Yeah, two, 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 two degrees, uh, says Colin. Um, Anne-Marie has got in touch to say it's generally male uh, or female attendant in my mum's residential care setting. Um, they're very aware of my mum's need for privacy and the female attendant does the more personal care required while the male would carry out a lot of the lifting and turning. I do agree that privacy and dignity need to be fully respected. Uh, Another listener, I fully agree with the woman who was speaking. We had quite a similar situation with my own mum. My mother um, was actually mortified and refused to be washed, says this listener. Uh, As a side note, I know of a female care worker who had to deal with inappropriate comments from um, male care residents in receiving care says this texter. Another listener my mum had two male carers in a nursing home they all got on so well they couldn't have been more respectful and and professional and so kind as well uh, says this listener. Quite a number of people actually getting um, in touch about this but I presume there's obviously a HICWA protocol Stefan um, and even HSE guidance on, on this as well if people are curious about it. Well there's there's strict guidance on patient dignity regardless of gender. There's no HICWA guidelines or HSE guidelines on males working with female patients. Patient dignity is patient dignity. And that's, uh, yeah, and that's, it's, that would cover both for nursing homes and, and, and in nursing 100%. and hospital you care as well. You have to remember well, yeah. as well how much of a female-dominated um, workforce nursing is and caring is, which I've seen firsthand. Mm. And I mean, that's great, but um, there is that as well. No, look, it's a, it's it's an in, it's you know um, it's it's an interesting point, I suppose, uh, and the number of people getting in touch um, as well. This texter too like says, to "Wish your last caller's mother well as well. I hope she gets better." Yeah, soon. absolutely. This listener says, "Are those people suggesting that men can't give respect or dignity to women when they care for them?" Uh, I actually find it quite rude," says this listener. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk.